0: This is an that awakening Off will start in T minus 10 seconds
1: Ten nine eight seven six five four three
0: two one. We have ignition But it back you the leak caused redesigned
2: Boy, there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. Today, on this Sunday, of course, we're working on part three of A Sea of Thieves, which, you know, if you guys have been keeping up, we covered um, ancient pirates the first week, and we did Asian pirates, piracy in that area, on the second week, and now we're getting into what is considered the Golden Age, and I'm not sure if many of you know, but the Golden Age was actually divided into three different periods, lasting approximately from 1650 to 1730, so, you know, there's there's a, there's a little bit of a timeline lapse and stuff in here, a lot of people, when they first hear the Golden Age of Piracy, their brain immediately goes to Blackbeard, but he was actually more towards the end. As you you know the, the first forms of the or the first area of the golden age of piracy was from about 1650 to 1680 which took place after the 30-year war um you know that there, there's quite a bit to get into there of course but you know we, we're this week i've got bandit and ox with me on this on this chapter of it and i as we've been discussing outside of the show, me and Bandit think that the Golden Age is going to take more than one episode, so we're just going to see where this first part of it goes and uh, and obviously plan on uh, coming back for even more. So you guys buckle in and get ready as we take this deep dive into history. Of course, you know, we appreciate everybody out there listening and watching and keeping us going and such. It's greatly appreciated. We, we I do pay attention to all the views and the love that we're getting and stuff. I've seen you folks over there on Rumble and BitChute giving me tons of love for the past these past couple episodes of The Sea of Thieves. So, you know, I, I, I hope it continues. <laughs> but, you know, one of the best ways you guys can help us out is giving us a little support by hopping on over there to unconstitutionalawakening.com, where you can not only find the show and links to get to the show, even listen to the show while you're there. You can also check out things like our awesome merch store where you can get you some sweet unconstitutional awakening merch and you can even take a gander at all our sponsors we got going over there like my buddy kirk elliott over there kirk elliott forward slash jimbob forward slash hooking people up with gold and silver and you know other other places to invest your money that um, you wouldn't really think of to maybe maybe make a buck or two before lord knows what happens with the economy and uh kirk's a good guy man he's like like all of our show sponsors these are friends of liberty that are offering alternatives to the current situation that we have and that's the kind of thing we need is people building a different infrastructure so you guys get on over there and check out kirk for that you can also check out Peachy Key Creations, our local energy healer, soap maker, and candle maker, and she's t- currently got the Dragon's Blood Pirate Soap, which is uh, which is kind of a special for this show, man. You guys go on over there and check out Peachy Key Creations. She's on Facebook and Etsy, and she'll get you taken care of. And my little buddy over there at Ammo Can Survival, making camping, first aid and survival stuff, as well as ghillie suits right here, and all these different kinds of plate carriers, and man, he's got all kinds of good stuff going on, you guys make sure you get over there and give him some love, and see what he can do to help you guys out, man, he's got all kinds of great stuff going on for survival needs, and protection needs and stuff like that man and that's ammo can survival he's over there on instagram and of course my good buddy brett pike over there with classical doing the cubs to bears books and homeschools connected man he's he's helping all these people that have walked away from the indoctrination camps and is making private a private homeschool community man and you can get all kinds of curriculums and, and stuff that you can just reference back to when you're trying to teach things for your kids hey they, he's even got recently a uh, design for building a sailboat which would come in super handy with us pirates so you guys can find all the links to those guys over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com and even on each one of these episodes because i make sure that i hook you guys up with that kind of stuff so you know as i was saying before i jumped into all that good stuff the uh the early days of the rise of the golden age of piracy took took place about 1650. um that 30-year war ended in 1648 and there was a big influx of of Caribbean buccaneers. You know, you had a mixture of coalitions of the English and the French and the Dutch all around Jamaica, Tortuga, and even in parts of Mexico who, who, you know, would even get in, go into these places and hunt things, you know, for, for food and stuff like that and establish their area. And most of them were united by their hatred for the Spanish and their desire for Spanish gold. So a lot of these guys would part, partner up with the Caribbean Indians of the time and would find ways to carry on their, you know, carry on their piracy. And there was many factors that contributed to this golden age of piracy, you know, from, from it being, you know, taking val- valuable cargo not really like gold and such as much as supplies for their ships to continue with what they're doing, food Mm -hmm. and drink and stuff like that to stay alive. And it's, it's one of everybody's favorite eras. Like when you get to reference into things like treasure Island and pirates of the Caribbean and stuff, you know, all of that kind of takes place during the golden age of piracy there's most of your famous pirates come out of there from Anne bonnie to blackbeard and stuff and as ox made sure to mention before we even got started today a lot of people don't realize that a lot of those pirates didn't actually cross paths as much as people would think they would because you've got some of them going on in these early parts like in the 1680s and stuff like that and then you don't even see like blackbeard appear on the scene until after the 1700s even though he's not just doing things
1: it's not just like the time difference. It's the, I mean, think about how absolutely massive the ocean is. Yes. Oh yeah. Well. Even just in the Atlantic. Even just the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Think about. I mean, in it took you months to sail. Yes. So these, the the when they romanticize stuff in Hollywood about pirates crossing, not. I mean, not as much as you think because, I mean, if you've got, you know, 20 ships and if you've got five ships, 10 ships, I mean, you could sail within two miles of each other and not see each other, you know, and you did you couldn't just hail another ship, you know, it wasn't that easy. I mean, it's like they didn't cross paths as much as people think. Not just that; it's like they operated, you know, years apart probably.
2: Well, and um, and and you know, people think that when they're first thought, they think of like criminals and people that were just out there stealing stuff. But they don't realize (coughs) a lot of these early pirates were actually privateers for like the royal powers at at the time.
0: When they were well educated too. Yep. The crown Very licensed
1: well um, Sir Francis Drake. The crown licensed Sir Francis Drake and Sir John Hawkins, um, and others like him as privateers to prey upon Spanish vessels. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, they they were privateers. Well,
2: because everybody was kind of against what the Spanish was doing at the time. I mean, there was they at the end of that Thirty Year War, and you know, prior to that, the Spanish was just ruthless.
1: They wanted that Spanish gold too, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
2: and it's
1: like uh, like Jimmy said, it's not just gold that they were after. The spice trade at that time was 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 just as popular was just as popular as gold. Mm -hmm. You know, it was one of those things, exotic spices.
2: Well, at the at the at the time, like a lot of the New World was originally divided between Spain and Portugal. And especially a lot of the coasts off of like South America and Central America and stuff. And, and, you know, a lot of these groups from Europe and France and such like that were quick to hire sailors to attack and seize these ships. And, and, you know, most of, like, excuse me, like I was just saying, most of them were after these Spanish ships and their gold or their supplies and, it was actually you know during during the time the privateers regularly attacked the spanish ports anglo-french sailors came to be known as buccaneers which which that was that you know that that's kind of what people think of when you think of a pirate as a buccaneer and like they they made their homes in the islands of like tortuga and jamaica and all in that Caribbean-type area because it was a great kind of port and in and out and an area for them to, like, hide and, and stuff like that. Because, I mean, there's... I, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Caribbean, but, you know, your first thought is, like, the Bahamas or maybe Caribbean and <clears throat> stuff like that, but there's, there are tons and tons bring of up a,
1: islands. Br- bring up a map of the Caribbean islands and just give people a reference of, yeah. like, exactly how many tiny little islands that pirates could call like home and just hide for any amount of time
0: well and and let's talk about nassau or nassau however you want to pronounce it that was like a pirate stronghold for a long time i mean it was mm-hmm. governed by pirates for pirates
2: i mean this is this is a bit of a small image yeah, I'll yeah. A, little, a little bigger but i mean if you look look at all of these just yeah just perfect yeah yeah And like, and like, you know, you figure you've got, not only do you got pirates hanging out in all of these little bitty islands and even Mm -hmm. ones that you can't probably see on this map, but you've got them all up in these coasts and stuff, which at the time, like the coasts of Florida, the coasts of Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, all of this, Venezuela and such, that was all very Spanish run areas. And So how, I mean, what, what better place to set up shop if you're trying to stop them than inside of all these islands that they're going back, that they're regularly traveling back and forth in to bring supplies and, and slaves and Lord knows what else back and forth in that area at the time. And, you know, a lot of these guys got, got the knack for being, for being, you know, like criminals or whatever, because they were going against the Spanish, but in reality it was. It started more as, like I was saying a few minutes ago, them hiring people to, to do their, the royals in such at the time, hiring people to do their bidding and in a sense of like an alternative Navy, because let's face it, their navies were, their navies were getting crushed by Spain and Portugal because they were the superpower. Of the time like you know of that time frame they were your they were your america or your europe or your russia even right now like they're they were a big superpower out there basically taking over different parts of the world
1: and think about what you just said also like uh people don't take into account that they were a huge trunk a huge chunk of trade like they weren't just out there like you know pillaging taking, um, and sinking other ships, they were, uh, transporting cargo to and from ports in worth money, quantities, you know, very large, large quantities.
2: Well, you had made mention of Francis Drake a moment ago and yeah, you know, he didn't really have any real authority to plunder Spanish towns and stuff. But when it came to being out on the sea, you know, you had, you, they, they got the, a lot of these places got involved in the widespread development of privateers and pirates. Mm. And they were sometimes accumulating armies together to lay siege to these Spanish cities in the new world. Or, you know, and you, you would just have just, you know, you'd, you'd have a group of say, you know, your European privateers, you know, meeting up with a group of pirates that were already out there working that were were definitely a mixed group of people, you know, like that to, to clarify people, people don't realize this, but a lot of your pirates were, you know, they, they weren't just like white dudes or black dudes or even Spanish dudes. They, there was a big mixture of people that had either like walked away from the, the actual private, Privateer stuff, or walked away from mm-hmm. the actual Royal Navy and stuff like that.
0: A lot of Royal and, Navy, or ex Royal Navy.
2: Yeah, and they and they would join up with these other groups and and stuff like that to to you know make their forces even stronger. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. there's just so so many people that have actually been like lost to history that you don't even you know you don't even realize because again, like we mentioned in the last episode, you your average lifespan as a pirate was maybe two years because there was no telling yeah. what you were going to come across and, and, you know, have to deal with in that time. So you've got, you've got people that were, you know, out there plundering these ships in the Caribbean, mostly in the Atlantic coast, but it also went into the coast <clears> of like Africa and the Indian ocean. And the Asian pirates were still pretty, pretty prominent in this time too. And like the South China sea. So, you know, I mean, aside from legends like Blackbeard and Barthol- and Bartholomew Roberts, there were, there were countless, countless victims in the late 1600s that were kind of the inspiration to some of these later pirates like Blackbeard and such. And, you know, people like Woods Rogers, who was the governor of the Bahamas at the time, were most responsible for suppressing piracy. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anytime pirate, you know, they would actually capture any of these pirates, it was right. an immediate you know, to the They'd hang homes. them. They'd hang immediate, them. Like, without yeah. question. You were guilty mm-hmm. of piracy, you get hung.
0: Let's talk about Jack Rackham for a little bit. What information do you have on him? Because, guys, if you don't know about Jack Rackham, uh, who was kind of one of the founding fathers, so to speak, of the Golden Age of Piracy, this was a salty hombre, like a really bad dude. So let's let's pull up a little info on Jack Rackham. He's, he's nuts.
2: Jack, uh, Calico <clears throat> Jack was... <clears throat> in that he was kind of in that mid that mid frame like he was right there towards the end of the 1600s but the beginning of the 1700s and he, he, in, an english,
1: he created the skull and crossbones yeah, he, he, jolly he, he was an
2: english pirate cap, captain operating in the bahamas and and in uh, the cuban area and stuff and yes he did he is who you can credit to the early jolly roger flag His, I had a picture of it. I'm trying to see if I can pull it back up because I know it's in this mix of things that I got. And that early Jolly Roger flag doesn't actually look like the skull and crossbones that we're we're used to, actually. The early Jolly Roger flag and I I don't know why it's not. There it is. The early Jolly Roger flag looked kind of more like this.
0: The skeleton with the heart, right? The
2: skeleton with the heart. Yeah. And And... And you know this, this was this was what you noticed. This is what you've seen for for pirates and stuff like that. I mean, because you know, sure, there was many different flags th- flown throughout the time, but this was the one that Calico Jack made. And you know, he 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 was pretty ruthless in his own stories and stuff like that. You know, and you know, his nickname was actually derived from the calico clothing that he chose to wear. Mm-hmm. And he, man, he, he would come across a lot of different folks and, you know, little's known about his early upbringing, but like the first record of him as a quartermaster on Charles Vane's ranger wasn't until 1718 operating out of the new province islands of the Bahamas. And that, at that time, that area was kind of known as the Pirate's Republic, mm-hmm. which, which. Gets into some funny things because you know uh, you can credit a lot of modern democracy actually to piracy, because they 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 did again. Pirates really didn't believe. Can the, I like, uh,
1: can weird. I go? Can we go back for one thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, you actually brought up a picture of Blackbeard's pirate flag. That was Blackbeard's. That with, was according was to spearing, what I've got in
2: front of spearing, spearing, me. That's,
1: spearing the heart. That was uh Blackbeard's. According
2: uh, to what I've got, this says Calico Jack. Hold on, don't As um. so it said, although pirates flew flags before this time, the Jolly Roger we know belonged to the pirates of this age. They favored the sloops and kitchens to hunt their prey while New Providence in the Bahamas provided a safe haven for their time.
0: Yeah, I know that uh, Nassau, I guess, was viewed as the capital of the Pirate's Republic. And uh, Calico Jack was definitely a prominent pirate at that time. But let's talk about how short his, his uh, some would call it Reign of Terror, some would call it uh, career, some would call it a lot of things. But how? what was that time frame like? Because if I'm not wrong... He actually lived longer than the life expectancy of a pirate and it was like four or five years that he was actually out sailing um and then he was hung if I'm correct in Jamaica correct yeah
2: <clears throat> yeah he 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 was like prior to some of your other ones like this he, he's kind of a guy that's looked over a good little bit but he he was <laughs> out there doing you know on on these boats and doing things up into like the seventeen twenties and such. Like well, and
0: and he was not big on the Spanish gold either. He was more about, you know, the product that, that, that a lot of these trade ships were carrying.
2: That is that is absolutely correct. And he is one of the few that did run across some of the other ones. Like Yeah. There is there is stories of him coming across Anne Bonnie. And
1: now yeah. she was one that lived she just disappeared into like where she just disappeared out of the limelight, and Bonnie did, mm-hmm. and there's speculation that she was the one that actually lived the longest into retirement,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is like and they say she lived to be in her eighties, which is unheard of, like especially from time period why. It's, it wasn't unheard of, but just in that a hard life at sea. Well, that's what I'm saying. What
0: there's there's no health, anything that you can really take. There's no published common knowledge, health, and medicine uh, that, that you would have. I mean, there's there's wisdom out there. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying there's no health trends or anything for people to follow. It had a lot more to do with genetics, I think, at the time as well.
1: Yes, and like you really got to take in. I mean, what do we know? I mean, it's like, well, we know nothing, and I think that's all we really know for sure. Food and what you drank and what you ingested was a thousand times different than what we've got going into ourselves now. I 100%. mean, everything 100%. natural. <clears throat> So, it, longevity wasn't as bad as people thought it was. No, the reason no. mortality rates were so high then was because people took into account infant mortality. Like, you had 10 hmm. babies and six died. That's yeah. what they take into account when they take the average life expectancy.
0: sure Hmm. sure. good to know
1: but yeah well no seriously oxy look at that sometime like what when they do like the average life expectancy back then what they take into account for um it was normal 50 60 years old which you know according you know looking at how our life expectancy is declining right now isn't much of a difference but to be really? 80 years old as, and retire as a pirate is absolutely, like, unheard of.
0: The amount yeah. of of net worth that you have to amass oh. to retire from piracy, because she didn't do it when she was old, you know? She's not some 60-year-old lady doing this. She amassed <laughs> a considerable amount of wealth. Mm-hmm in order to retire and live comfortably for 80 or whatever years
1: and it, and i think she disappeared to an island if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. i think Ann bonnie disappeared to an island
2: well and then to 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 backtrack just a tad like when you know because we're still in like the early the late season. yeah
1: yeah we go i got yeah, 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 no, way off you got a long way we're, to
2: we're go good, we're good um that, you know, the, it, it, piracy and these buccaneers being hired by these other countries was considered a legal act. But after a lot of affairs that, you know, led to murders and different shady things kind of going on, piracy itself became illegal around 1673. And then the English followed in 1680 and even the French eventually halted their legal piracy in 1697. And like during, during these times in the, in the late 17th century or, you know, early 18th century, century, there, a lot of this, a lot of things were happening in the Indian and in the Red, Indian Ocean and the Red Sea. And they were targeting ships that were often full of merchant goods. Like you mentioned a minute ago, ox like spices and gold and tobacco, even opium thanks to you know the very popular travel and a lot of that and this gets into kind of mention of Captain Kidd who (sighs) yes yeah who took his travels into the Indian Ocean and off the Islands of Madagascar and he turned that Island into a stronghold which his ship the Adventure Galley stayed on harbor and not, you know, not sailing for the longest time. And this was like a 300-ton ship with 34 cannons aboard and easily 150 men at any given time. And also in this kind of time frame, you had Henry Every, Thomas Lew, Lawrence de Gough, and, like, these were very powerful pirates of this time frame that, you know, that you don't really hear a lot of. People, people kind of look these ones over. They're just not they're just not i guess household names like some of the other ones are
0: they didn't have the limelight
1: it was around 17 <clears throat> early 1700s where piracy really became illegal
2: and i think it started around
1: 1716 1716
2: is is, is it was kind yeah. of a was kind of the climax of that of the because the Golden Age is technically broken into three different segments. Yeah. And at the end of the first segment of the Golden Age, between the 1690s and 1716, Is when this climate this climate happened, and a lot of these earlier guys, like Captain Kidd, that I just mentioned, and stuff.
1: Because I'm looking at here, and it says uh, the governor of Bahamas called uh, the guy's name was Woods Rogers. Yes, he was the one that was the most responsible for starting to suppress piracy. Yes, and he wanted to bring order to the Caribbean Sea. And that's when the whole like, if you were branded a pirate, you know they were going to hang you, or if you were caught, if you were uh, uh, arrested for piracy, or, you know, if you were caught as a pirate, automatic death sentence. That's yep. when they. That's when they first started. I guess they don't. You know, governments don't like private you know, people getting too powerful like that and making too much money. So they're like, oh, we got to do hmm. away with this. Make, it, Ill- that. make it illegal. Does that kill sound fam- Please kill them. That, does that sound familiar? You know, what governments tend to do, you know, when private citizens, when they look at something and go, oh, uh, we need to take that over. We Only the government can be a pirate. It's too profitable. It's too profitable for regular citizens <laughs> to be that, you know, to do stuff like that. Sounds, be fam- for power. sounds familiar god yeah
2: well and i mean the, the 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 question remains why piracy flourished so well in this particular period yeah and and you know there were men and women of all you know it, it was bad luck to have a woman on the ship but there was still like in these islands and stuff they did tend to keep female pirates and stuff to you know tend to things while they were gone
1: Mm -hmm. well pirates lived by there was still the whole like but pirates lived by a different set of sea rules you know if if they elected a female pirate captain that was you know that was it that's you know you went by that it's like i think they followed a different set of sea rules than like regular seagoers I don't have the like. There, I've got. I've got it somewhere. Like, there's a list of. Like, I don't want to call it a code, but there was rules at sea for pirates. You know, especially like the the black flag and the red flying the black flag and flying the red flag.
2: That was okay. So, so there. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Early forms of piracy. They were. A lot of their weapons, the first weapon a pirate was to use would be terror. And you either flew that Jolly Roger flag or that red flag and there Or the
1: regular black flag. There's or, the there, there is you. a big difference between a straight black flag and a straight red flag. Yes. There's a big difference. Oh
2: yes. And and you know, they these were kind of the warning to these merchant vessels that mm-hmm. These were the pirates approaching them and stuff, and like, and and just think about that. If you're out at sea, you know, and you're you're just a regular old dude out at sea trying to travel some merchant stuff, and you see that flag from another ship from far distance, immediately you're in fear, you're in terror. You know what I mean? And so, you know that that psychological aspect, you know, not only was Blackbeard known for it greatly, but like that psychological aspect kind of carried throughout piracy because people would see that flag uh, or any of them and they'd be like oh fuck, it's time to batten down the hatches and get things taken care of because we're about to be under attack like it, it the psychological yeah. effects of the warfare themselves.
0: Yeah. you know important. it's it's funny blackbeard was actually arguably the best documented pirate at using fear as a tactic because oh, he was not real though he, he was not known to actually be a violent man um, he didn't. He was only documented to have killed an opponent in battle in the battle that he himself was captured in and then killed.
1: It was uh, mm-hmm. the thing was, it was the uh, the difference between the black and the red flag. Uh, the mm-hmm. black flag was no quarter. Mm-hmm. Was Wait a minute. You, wait, uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to quote this wrong because there is a the big difference. Let me let me look this up real quick because they they actually would show you quarter if you voluntarily like surrendered your goods if you lowered your col if you struck your colors and said hey man this is insured you know just yeah, go this ahead. It's not worth our the lives. Red, yeah, red, this is not worth our red, lives. The, the red, red, red flag. flag
2: was a warning sign for no mercy. The skull and bones was death. The mm-hmm. bleeding heart was slow and painful. Death awaits you. The red skeleton was torment with eventual death.
1: Well, I think they would fly. Wouldn't they fly their regular colors, but also with a black flag or a red flag, a straight, a a plain black flag or a plain red flag. One was like, you know, if you don't surrender, if you do surrender, we'll, you know, show you mercy. And then I think what the red flag—if they flew the red flag with their actual colors, they mean they're going to kill you all. They're going to kill you all no matter what. Yeah. I'm, um,
2: I'm, uh, and of course, I'll, I'll, I have, yeah, to I don't want to share wanna, this link or whatever. I, yeah, um, don't. What I've got here, though, is that, you know, as I'm trying to read through them too, is that the hourglass symbol is time is running thin. The nude pirate was pirates with no shame. Clothed pirate most likely stood for oh, captain. I didn't, I've
1: never seen these. Okay.
2: The lifted drinking glass was a toast or dying to, satan the horn skeleton was satan and weapons was incoming fight and like i
1: know what they're talking about with this they're talking about like the symbolic meanings behind the actual pirate colors like like if certain flags here yeah like the jolly roger but they would also fly a plain black flag or a plain red flag with their actual pirate colors that's what i'm talking about
0: okay to indicate their intentions after
1: they actually yes make contact. yes that that's what that yes yes yes
2: hold on let me let me no no you're me, fine that,
1: yeah
2: and and i mean but there is there when you do a just a general search of pirate flags you know you'll, you'll see that there's a ton of different ones because pirates would use the red flags they'd even use flags that were covered in blood already and, as kind of a warning sign too, you know what I mean. So like
0: they, a maroonish brown flag after a while.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that was that. You know that was the some of the first stages of their of their mental attack. You know what I'm saying? Again, you that that's the first thing you would see off of the, another ship if you were mm-hmm. out lost at sea and you happen to see another ship. Your your first thought is oh yay another ship. Your second thought yes is, oh, fuck, okay Mr. so.
1: The different colors flown with the flag if they flew a black flag it meant quarter would be given if the enemy surrendered meaning they'll spare you they'll spare your life after going through your cargo if it was red though that means there was no quarter given whatsoever they're going to kill you no matter what so okay all right so that just like they had like man i don't want to say morals they, no, had they had a rules code. they had, they a, had code. a code they that they would follow you know they weren't just like
0: i think i think it's interesting to see how they operated within that code you know i mean mm-hmm. casey for example sorry bandit uh, if we can edit that please jimmy um but uh i uh i think it's pretty interesting a lot of these pirates would operate within that code and use fear as their first tactic because as you know bandit uh when your enemy is afraid they make mistakes and they make a lot yeah. of them and when you make mistakes you crumble from within
1: yep and if you if you don't have if you can go in without firing a shot you just spared your crew and got you know right. took their cargo right that's a win-win
0: I mean, it's you know? always it's always ideal to win without having to fire a shot, and if your crew was never in any real danger, but your name is still the most feared in that region because there is that threat of force that's levied against everybody you encounter, that could just be enough. I mean, if you've got the might and you just outnumber guys, that usually was enough in that time period. Well, well okay, around
2: 1655 is when the english captured jamaica from spain and so these early english governors of the jamaica area were freely they freely granted letters of mark to tortuga and and even their own countrymen while, while while the growth of port royal provided these raiders with more profitable and enjoyable place to sell their stuff because you know they they would they would capture this stuff from these other boats and sure they would keep some of it but they would also at the time before you know piracy was illegal they were bringing it back to these governors in the in these areas like jamaica and tortuga and these other islands and stuff that we've that we've kind of discussed here over the past few moments when i showed that map a little bit ago and they would sell it back to these governors oh yeah yeah.
1: damn man they were that's, that's getting. That's like getting punked.
2: It is. It is like but, they would. They would be sent. That you know they would be hired on to go do this, and then they would turn around and you know they'd be like, "Well, if you want it, you got to pay us for it." We're
1: not and gonna and do also it. at the same time, I can imagine imagine political rivals hiring pirates to do this to their rivals. You know, like mm-hmm. go capture these goods and then sell it back to them at an inflated price and cut me in for a part. I mean, I yeah, and it's. You could well, almost is, imagine how the
0: governing body worked in the Pirate Republic.
1: Yeah, a lot of extortion al- took place. You can only imagine that a form of that takes place now.
2: Sure. Oh, sure, absolutely. It's,
1: it's a Russian. You know? body, man, the rules change.
2: Okay, and
1: can can totally side. Total side note, though. Um, speaking of being romanticized by hollywood if anybody ever wants to take an amazing a really good look at a good show about pirates during the golden age it would be the hbo hbo special black sails
0: so i actually talked with jimmy about this a little bit earlier and black sails depicts these pirates as they were but unfortunately uh, it has a lot of them overlapping and intersecting in terms of like time periods, which was not accurate. But and they it,
1: totally fucked up Blackbeard. Yeah, they they really well did. his death, but as a character, they did pretty good. But it, it, they fucked up his death.
0: Now and now that's not. It is true, but they also did haul his ass. They really did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they but beheaded was- him and then put his head on the uh, front of the boat the entire trip back
1: yeah but he was killed in battle though
0: yes yes he was
1: yeah he wasn't kill hauled to death he was killed in battle yes
0: they kill hauled him after he was good and dead yep
1: but uh it does a pretty good job of like s- depicting the the violence of the violence oh, yeah. of being a pirate It was yeah, she not was ruthless yeah. It's a good show. It's well, w- totally worth the watch.
2: Well, you know, you're, you're 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 talking about like the back and forth and you know most of these guys were teaming up against the Spanish but you know while while you had that going on you did have you know the dutch colonies hiring different kinds of pirates you did have the english colonies hiring different kinds of pirates dutch. you even had the french you even had the french pirates <laughs> you know the french hiring different kinds of buccaneers because again back in, in this early stage of the golden age they were considered you know just buccaneers but like, mm-hmm. you not you know not only would they come together to fight the spanish but they would double cross each other in a hard Oh yeah,
1: to, to ruthlessly. Ship.
2: Yes, like you know, these these Dutch pirates would, after they after they help the French pirates take out a Spanish ship, they might be like, "Eh, we're gonna take you out because we want all of what we just got off that ship. Like yeah, they it, it have it on their ship already. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't you know it wasn't uncommon for them to attack each other after some. oh yeah you know
1: like i want what you have goes both ways you know yes
0: well and i i think the use of guerrilla tactics by pirates were some of the most creative and fascinating methods that they did use a lot of times um men would dress as women and appear to be like passenger boats and would be approached by other boats or approach other boats and look (laughs) spring a trap from fifty yards away, I might, maybe, be able to dress and look something <laughs> a like a b- woman, maybe. <laughs> but like, no, dude.
1: Sorry, up, a, yeah. b- a babushka, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, but, you know,
0: broad-shouldered, thick-necked babushka. But like, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, from a, from a distance, you're not going to be able to change the ship's trajectory no. quickly enough to be able to stop them from getting up to you. So when you look with a telescope and you go, "That's a woman," whatever they approach you no big deal well it's already too late
2: this goes into one of the towards the end of the buccaneer era and one of the most famous i guess private privateer versus pirates versus spanish and stuff thing that happened was the raid on charlestown in 1684 which was which was big because you know that was a spanish controlled area at the time Mm. and you not only had pirates of you know many different backgrounds coming in but you had boats carrying over 200 men of multiple boats carrying over 200 men each going in to attack the raid on charlestown or the spanish raid on new providence and stuff and like that was that was a big ass battle and this is it was later it was right later renamed Nassau, Nassau or Nassau.
0: Yeah, Nassau. Yeah, yeah and, Nassau.
2: And, you know, but that that battle in itself was an extremely, like, mm-hmm. laid out bloody battle that had the, the casualties and losses. There were four ships completely destroyed, one ship taken, and, and over, there's a, a minimum, because it's actually unknown, 700 prisoners just from that one raid wow you know and they they were they were you know not they weren't hesitant either you know like they're it's guesstimated that it was 200 or so that were women and children and 200 or so that were just slaves at the time you know kind of captured in this in this in this subject and you know lord knows what happened to the women but a lot of the children and even the slaves were kind of just taken in and became members of these crews and stuff to further on the pirates, you know, piracy later down the road and such like that. I definitely recommend checking into that battle because there, there's there's a lot of interesting things during that raid that happened like that. It, it, it kind of set the forefront and ended up leading to the end of buccaneering in the 1690s
0: guys i hate to do this but i actually got a cut out right now i'm really sorry i got some stuff going on
2: You're good, i think happy. we
1: could this we're almost at the end of we the, are, we, uh, are.
2: We're, we're, we, we, we are we're at the end of i think of it. okay which, okay yeah yeah which is cons- which is consisting of you know the buccaneer period because As I was saying in the 1690s, the old buccaneering ways began to die out as the European governments began to discard the policy of no peace between the line. And buccaneers were hard to control and some even embroiled their colonies in unwanted wars and notably at the 1697 joint French buccaneer of the siege of Cartagena. And it wasn't long that after this that you know, the Dutch and the Europeans that were kind of taking over the colonies at the time were like, okay, we've got to quit. We've got to cut out this, this piracy thing, this legal piracy thing. And that's when they started branding it as a piracy, as piracy, exactly. And that branding them as criminals and such like that. And, you know, it's good to note that it was after this that thing that piracy itself became the time when you were getting like the the hanging for just being a part of so um you know i i think this is a good good place to end on the buccaneering because like i said about six about the end of this end of the 1690s getting close to the 1700s is when it actually you know transfers to another subsection of of what piracy was like the
1: real piracy oh
2: yeah oh yeah well because it's considered the pirate round which started in 1693 and lasted till 1700s and i think that's where we're going to pick up next week because there were a lot of anglo-american pirates starting to come into a lot out of the carolinas yes yes Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. that's when a lot of things start getting even even more you know lit and kind of crazy and you get into these great stories like and bobby and blackbeard and stuff because they come after this
1: oh yeah we'll be able to mention all of the most popular names oh absolutely oh yeah yeah we'll name drop
2: oh definitely (laughs) so so so, you know at 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 the end of this buccaneering period a lot of your pirates went into hiding and scattered and went into different places and it kind of it, it was kind of under secrecy from the end of that raid that I was just talking about until the early 1700s. So, of course, you guys know I will have all of these fantastic links and more that we've shared on the show today and stuff like that. So that you guys can do a little bit of extra digging around yourself in lieu of getting ready for the for part four of this Sea of Thieves deep dive into pirates. So I do appreciate Bandit and Ox joining me today on this on this section of it. I think we covered some good stuff and laid a good foundation for where we're going to continue into, into this, into piracy, you guys, because we're just a bunch of good old freedom pirates and Captain Conspiracy is trying to lead you down to the ship and set you free in different ways. So um, you guys make sure you check out all those links and make sure you check out all our good stuff over there at UnconstitutionalAwakening.com. And until next week on the Sea of Thieves, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. But before I do sign out, you guys know I got to leave it with one one good thing, you guys know how I love TV. I'm ready. So, oh, I lost it. <laughs> so no,
1: you got to pull it back up. You can't. Yeah. No, you no, can't. no. I
2: got, I got it, I got it, I got it pulled up. So, what is a pirate's favorite doll? Hmm. A Barbie. You guys have a great night. Thank you.